0: Hey, folks. I'm Tom. KJ here. You know the drill. We are back to promote the Dunlap Champions Club. They've been a longtime sponsor of Front Row Knowles, and uh, we appreciate that. Uh, and you will appreciate the Champions Club if you have not been there. We've been saying this for a couple of years now, basically since it opened. You need to at least schedule a tour. Go in, sample it, find out what you're missing.
1: It is a great place to watch a ball game. So if you want to stay out of the heat, you got that opportunity, as well as food and drink, the ability to get up and move around. It's a great place to watch a contest. It's also a great place to
0: watch other contests because they got lots of TVs. And don't tell anybody I said that because really we want you sitting in the seats watching the FSU game. But uh, you can check on the other games too. For more information, you can call eight five zero you know that to buy tickets or schedule a tour. And now. On with the show. Broadcasting from the Prime Meridian Bank studios in the capital city of Tallahassee. This is Front Row Knowles First Look with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Front Row Knowles First Look is presented by Hobson Chevrolet in Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. And by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. Hello, everybody. Tom and K.J. with you. This is Front Row Knowles' first look, uh, version two, I guess, for this week. We spent, uh, I won't call it quality time together, K.J., uh, but because we spent an hour discussing the Miami game. But now we're going to move the conversation forward. At the time we recorded, after that 27-10 victory by Miami, we did not know that Willie Taggart will be would be fired on Sunday, and obviously that transpired. And so uh, a press conference earlier today where David Coburn, the director of athletics, answer questions also the interim head coach Odell Hagans so I guess just to recap were you as surprised as I was when I saw the
1: email come into my inbox on Sunday Uh, I think I would classify my reaction more as shock uh, because again not unlike you but I'm back there from the financial standpoint thinking about the buyout thinking about how much money you're going to need to get assistant coaches changed and moved how much you're going to have to spend for a new coach and and i'm thinking you know in the old days you got five years then you got four and then you got three and my gosh now we're not getting at least two that that doesn't seem right and so i'm going if anything's going to happen it's going to happen at the end of the year and i'm not even expecting something at the end of the year happening other than you tell coach haggard he's got to make staff changes or schematic changes or whatever and those get announced and you move forward so unbelievably disappointed in the actual ball game and borderline between surprised and shocked relative to the announcement.
0: So we'll talk about where Florida State goes as we continue this conversation. Uh, but yes, I was surprised. A couple things that moved up this timeline and Coach Taggart got hurt by it on both ends. He happened to get hired at Florida State the same year that they instituted the early signing period for football, which meant that instead of taking over a program on December 7th, plus or minus, I don't know what day he was hired, and having until the first Wednesday in February to put together a coaching staff and hold on to your recruiting class, he really had 10 or 12 days to hire a staff and to hold on to that recruiting class. And now on the way out, i think florida state and the officials that that made the hire the same ones that, that terminated him meaning david coburn uh i'm sure the chairman of the board of trustees ed burr was involved and and president john thrasher maybe it was just thrasher and coburn but either way they know from just two years ago that that same issue exists this year and if they felt like they had enough to to make the decision there was no need to wait until plus or minus december
1: one when you can get out in front of it and get an extra month I think what I read in between the lines on some of the questions with uh, AD Coburn uh, is that there had been conversations with Willie along the way. And I don't know this for a fact, this is sub- this, uh, speculation on my part, but I think the comment and, and, the, and the word was given, we've got to look better against Miami or we're going to have to do something. And when I say better, I mean, you've got to look like you're moving forward. And by everyone's admission. Uh, Florida State regressed in the Miami game. And Coach Taggart, I think, personally had an idea about where the process was from the standpoint that he said we didn't show up to play. And that's the first time you've ever heard Coach Taggart make that statement in his tenure at Florida State. So I think you combine all of those things, and I think uh, it it had been communicated what needed to happen. When it didn't happen, then the decision kind of made itself – In that, it's been communicated. I mean, it's kind of like the age-old thing. It's been communicated. You acknowledged, you received it. Then it didn't happen. We now need to do something. And it kind of just followed that bouncing ball. When we talked after the
0: game the other night, I called it a regression. And to your point, I think everybody agreed with that. David Coburn today called it uh, or referenced the Virginia Tech game, which was the very first game of Willie Taggart's tenure here at FSU. I hadn't processed that, but once he made that comment and you think about it, it really was very similar. Similar score, similar issues lining up, moving the ball.
1: I I, I, I mean, I knew it was backwards, but putting it that way, it did feel a lot like game one. If you'll also remember, you remember the look on Coach Taggart's face during the game as in he was surprised. He couldn't believe this was happening. After the game, he made the comments – well, actually, to be fair – before the game he said we had a great fall camp we had a great week of practice we think we're ready to go you go out against virginia tech last year to open the season and there's a look of surprise and dismay on the face of your head coach then you move forward 2021 20, games however many it's been you go out against miami in a game that you, you are underdogs but it is a rival and you don't show up you that we didn't show up to play that on either end of the spectrum as the bookmarks and, and the holders kind of paint the photograph and and, and, and paint the, photo, the picture of where we're at, and right, wrong, or indifferent, it is what it is, to, to use a phrase. So early signing period contributed a little
0: bit there to the decision being made now, in my opinion. Well, and David Coburn admitted as such today. Yeah. That's a sidebar conversation, but they still need to move that thing to August instead of leaving it in December because everywhere that's having to hire a coach is, is dealing with that. Another thing that is unique to Florida State and not to all NCAA schools, and this problem's not going away, is the fan base and the boosters and the season ticket holders and the alumni live four hours away or more. This is well chronicled. It's not an excuse but it's a truth and so I think it accelerates the timeline because you don't have a million people living within an hour. You don't have new customers you can go get if the existing ones have soured. You've got the existing ones who are all miles away and so that sped up the timeline related to the declining season ticket sales, the accompanying declining booster
1: contributions and all that. When you look at the numbers and Coburn is a numbers guy, that's his background. You look at a, the only real rivalry game, home game on the schedule is, is Miami this year. And the, see, the tickets were 63,000. Two years ago, the tickets were 78,000. So that's 15,000 people that were not in the stadium this year that were in the stadium two years ago. Why are they not there? Because the product on the field doesn't bring them in one of the things and the biggest thing is one wins and losses but another part of it and you and i started talking about this i can't i need to give credit to someone but we started talking about optics how does it look even if you lose did you look good losing now we started that conversation in the bcs era because you had to win right and then they talked about how you managed the game and all those types of things well now we're in a 14 playoff and probably going to eight so those conversations aren't as as pointing as 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 they were on that picture but they are huge when you're not playing well and you're a new head coach and you're trying to make strides does it look like you're getting better and if you don't look like you're getting better and, and in fact it looks like you're regressing and in fact it looks like you've gone all the way back to game one it's hard to climb out
0: of that hole And my point about the geography and then we'll we'll take a break and we'll get more into where florida state goes from here is that if you had a populace close to tallahassee if if the alumni base was nearby you don't have to commit two nights hotel a full weekend you might say ah, you know i'll buy a ticket i'll go to the game and and that sixty-three thousand figure isn't so jarring and you can still go but when it is what it is and it's not just the dollars even if even if money was not a factor for any of the alums who live i-4 quarter and south you're still giving up your entire weekend to come to an experience that, that frankly, at the end of the day, you would say, that wasn't a very good movie. I don't know why I went to the theater to see it. And that's the same conversation people are having, the same decision, the same basis for their decision.
1: You hate to frame it that way because you want to talk about how your graduates and, and alumni and, and, and fan base is going to be with you through thick and thin. But the reality of 50 inch and 60 inch screen TVs and 17 and 22 television cameras in the stadium is that it sometimes is easier to just stay home. And unfortunately, only you wanna jump on that winning bandwagon only when they're winning. And and you, we would love to count on your people to support, but humans are humans and there we are. We had 78,000 two years ago, you had 63,000 this year. It is what it is. And it's going to remain magnified at Florida
0: State. Credit to Coburn, and we haven't even talked about this. It happened since our last show. Scheduling a home-and-home with Alabama. George is on there. They're trying to beef up the home schedule in odd years, uh, and he's doing his part there. You know, To me, they need to get the Wi-Fi fixed in the stadium, but that's another conversation. Let's take a break. We'll come back and and just talk about turning the page here and and how Florida State moves forward on this special edition of Front Row Knowles' First Look. Front Row Knowles First Look is presented by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. Back on Front Row Knowles First Look Special Edition. Uh, Tom and KJ with you. Willie Taggart fired, uh, you know, a year and a half in. Uh, Florida State, we addressed it last segment, the reasons why they're going to catch a lot of national flack about this one thing we didn't say and then, and then we'll move forward uh you know some have suggested that race may have played a, an issue in this and and i would say that that had nothing to do with this decision at all it's wins and losses and economics um and so as we move and it was the same people that that made the decision to fire that made the decision to hire i don't know if you want to weigh in on that but just turning the page uh, david said today you you know he hopes to have somebody in place by the end of the season which would would uh, certainly, it certainly puts Florida State ahead of the rest of the field in terms of schools that are going to be looking for coaches.
1: Well, that's one of the things that I think went into their decision. Uh, you know, if you wait till the end of the year, other schools are going to wait till the end of the year because that's the way you normally do it. With the differing circumstances and the compelling reasons given, as we understand them, about expectations being voiced, acknowledged, and not met. You know they're going to get a two or three week, four week, whatever it is jump on what they're doing. You know, I think the interesting part of it I'll go back and, and address the race issue. if you believe that this was because of race, then you believe that Willie was hired because of race. I mean that if you're going to go down that road, you've got to go down both sides of the road. My personal opinion is that it didn't come into play in either one, and it's unfortunate because I think we saw and and those of us that have been around Willie know this we saw who he is as a person by the tweet that he had out by how ad coburn talked about the conversation and 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 why, and how and willie's going to comport himself which i have no doubts about moving forward a good man a a respected person a man of integrity it just didn't fit or it just didn't work, and unfortunately, we live in the day and time when it is all about wins and losses, and you can be upset with that. If you are, and then quit following college football because that's the, that's the college football game as it is. Can we go back and undo it? Can we put that back in the box? I don't think so. It is what it is. Is that the third time I've said that now? So you've got to move forward. Where does Florida State go from here obviously becomes the however-many-million-dollar question
0: and i'm glad you made that i mean everybody has taken time to do this and i'll do it as well i mean i hosted uh coach taggart's show uh last year they they sort of changed the style on that this year it's more of a magazine show um and he was always first class easy to deal with i filled in for gene on a few of his booster tour stops uh nothing but positives to say there i mean it checks every box and and i certainly wish him the best feel bad for his family he's got a son who's a high school senior that's not an easy situation right now in town i'm sure but but I do wish him the best. As far as where Florida State goes from here, let's let's talk about this. I was uh, like you, I wasn't sure where the dollars was going to come from. So I was thinking from a budget standpoint of okay, if you make the change, the next coach needs to be somebody that is not a five million dollar a year guy it's somebody that is is an assistant coach maybe or somebody that uh, like like LSU situation with Ed Orgeron they got him on the cheap early on and as he wins, same with what happened with Jimbo you hired him cheap he had success you raised him there but now that you're here and you're in it uh, there's lots of talk about you gotta make a splash you gotta go get a national championship coach Bob Stoops is the hot name uh, there's other big names out there where are you on this
1: well I think you you've gotta fall into one of two camps and the first camp says that you uh, are able and feel comfortable in your due diligence and You've had someone uh, by maybe behind the scenes on the radar either a coordinator or a, a, a coach that's new into the head coaching, but not at the power five level and You believe that you can go out and hire them and bring them in and they will grow into the program. I think of what Florida was able to do on the basketball side with Billy Donovan and candidly to a degree with Urban Meyer but I don't know who those people are I've not had the ability and taken the time to do the research and I don't know if you take the gamble because you are a premier power five conference so if you're not going to go down that road then the second road is either a high name coordinator now at the power five level or a high name head coach Now, Bob Stoops comes into play only because he's retired from Oklahoma. He is now, as I understand it, the head coach of the XFL team in Texas or whatever it is, but he's only two or three years removed from all that. So he, he's, he's in that mix. Other names that have been thrown out, we're not speculating. We're just telling you what we've read, just like you have is Mark Stoops. Well, I personally went and looked because I know Mark. And his buyout is 1.75 million. That's reasonable. Folks are talking about P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. He certainly has a great track record, but I don't know anything about him, and I don't know anybody at Florida State that knows anything about him or even knows him. It's been rumored that Lane Kiffen, and I'm sure there's others, uh, less miles, that have called Florida State, and maybe their call was taken, maybe it wasn't, who knows? And then I go down, you know, my personal train of thought, man, I wonder if Mark Rick would like to get back into it. I wonder if, if uh, we would take a chance on Rick Stockstill, who has a very good track record at MTSU. But I think it's going to boil down to which of those two routes you want to go, and do you, are you willing to gamble on an unknown a name, an unknown name, or, you, or are you going to have to go down this road where it's going to cost you some money, but maybe you can catch it at the right time, in order for it not to cost so much money, Uh, and I don't know which way A. Dean Coburn and and Thrasher are going to go. I think that's the question. Do you need to make a splash hire now
0: because you want to sell tickets immediately, or does it matter because FSU fans are going to be on the fence sitting on the sidelines until they see it on the field anyway, and if and if the answer is people are going to be on the sidelines anyway and not renew until they actually see and not hear, which is what we talked about a lot, then do you need to go Spend all that money to get somebody, or can you get somebody that's now? Don't get me wrong, if Bob Stoops wants to come and they can afford him, I think you go get Bob Stoops. Um, The others, PJ Fleck, has done a great job where he's been, but if you look at where he's been and he's unbeaten this year at Minnesota, he has many of the same things that, that Taggart had. He's had success at lesser programs, but but I and I have you and I spent 24 hours in Minnesota calling a basketball game when it was minus 12 degrees one time. Other than that, I have no frame of reference for Minnesota, but I'm pretty sure they're not devout, diehard football fans the way they are in Tallahassee. So there'd be questions there. I'm not one who's opposed to an assistant coach that's been at a big-time program. I've heard Jeff Scott's name at Clemson and the curious thing there, and I know the FSU ties, obviously we had Brad on the show, we both know Brad. I don't really know Jeff because he was a youngin when he was here. But Tony Elliott is the co-offensive coordinator at Clemson that calls the plays, so if you're going to go that route would it not be Elliott? But but I think and, and I understand why, if you get an assistant coach you don't know if they can handle everything else that goes with a head coaching job. But if you look at Florida State's two hires, they hired a guy who'd never been a head coach and he won a national title, and they hired a guy who'd been a head coach at three places and he flamed out. So, I mean,
1: going outside of the box, so to speak, has worked at FSU. And, or, or do you take, you know, Plan 2B and you go after a Venables, who is a pretty high-paid assistant, I mean a, a coordinator, has not been a head coach, but He's got two national championships under his belt as the, as the defensive coordinator for Clemson. I mean, those are the questions I think you've got to go through in your mind and think about as you prepare to reach out.
0: Personally, I don't think Venables wants to be a head coach. I mean, the guy's making enough without those headaches. His son is also on the team at Clemson too, which would be a factor, and I think he's, he's had other overtures. So I don't know how realistic he would be. He also strikes me more of a guy that's in the line of uh, – Bud Foster or Mickey Anders, I mean, just kind of the gruff defensive guy that's maybe not as polished to be the head coach. That I haven't spent time around him, but that's how he – now he's a great defensive guy. Um, I, I think the other question you have to ask, and David Coburn maybe answered this. He said the new head coach will make his decision. Uh, if you did hire a defensive guy or it could be an offensive guy who likes Kendall Bryles, well, then you do save some dollars uh, on the offensive side because then potentially Bryles stays, Randy Clemens stays, Ron Dugan stays. That saves you some buyout money. But more than that, if you are changing offensive systems and coordinators, you are now, for the guys that are seniors next year, going on a fourth offensive coordinator and system in four years. Which, if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. I mean, you go make your head coach decision, and if that's part of it, that's part of it. But we all, we, you, me, media, fans, need to understand that that, that this
1: is a rebuild. This is not a we're winning 10 and 11 games next year. One of the questions that you have to answer is how much negative did willie taggart put on browse offense if any and then make your evaluation on what you've seen florida state do versus what he was able to do at houston in places prior because the offense we've seen as good as it's been as good as cam has been is not the offense that browse is known for he's just not been able to run it was that because Willie wasn't letting him, or is that because Florida State just can't do it? Those are questions that you've got to evaluate as well when you come in as a new head coach.
0: Yeah, is it because the quarterback really is that s- substandard quarterbacks? I mean, because the offensive line is that poor, because the receiving core is that thin? I mean, Bryle said it was it was too few receivers by two or three bodies at the start of the year, and since then two guys have gone out. You know, so he he, he clearly – now, but the other side of that is – does will that offense work at this level does it work at this level yeah it worked at FAU that's great yeah it worked at Houston uh you know it worked at Baylor to to the to the degree that at one
1: year they were in the college playoff discussion and that becomes a question that your new head coach has got to determine and and that individual may already know the answer to that before he gets here and doesn't even want to have the conversation
0: I'm not sure about Mark Richt by the way I like Mark Richt mark rick one he has a great one loss record if you look at it uh from when he was at georgia but he just got burned out and left his alma mater he only won two conference titles uh or played in the championship game twice whatever it was when he was at georgia and more than that I, i don't have it in front of me but he did not have a good track record against florida or georgia Tech as two rivals and that's one of the things that's been the undoing of coach
1: taggart is lack of success against your rivals Full disclosure, I'm biased. Um, I consider Mark a friend. We've known each other since 1977, so I'm I'm probably biased in my estimation. I'd love for him to entertain it. I know we'd need need to have conversations, and Thrasher and A.D. Coburn and whoever else is part of the decision-making would have to be pleased with the answers he gave, but but I'd love to see it. Uh, I just acknowledge that I'm probably a little biased. Right, we'll come back and uh, knock out another segment. 30-minute show and
0: uh, today, so shorter than usual. But uh, we'll finish things up after this. Stay with us on Front Row Knowles' First Look. Front Row Knowles' First Look is presented by Hobson Chevrolet in Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Here's Tom and Keep. Welcome back. Special edition of Front Row Knowles First Look. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, Keith will be in Pittsburgh, actually. It's the season opener for hoops, which is taking a back seat, as it typically does during football season. But I'm excited about that. So we'll discuss that also on Wednesday's show. Certain former head coach of uh, Florida State is turning 90 this week, and uh, you and I had a chance to sit down with him. And uh, I, 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 frankly, I wanted to kind of step out of the way so, so coach and, and former player could converse.
1: Well, and I appreciate that, but uh, Bobby's got a, a quite a bit of affection for you for almost 20 years of you being down on the sidelines and interviewing him at halftime and at the end of the game and sometimes in not-so-great weather. So I think he probably admires you for, for sticking through that. Maybe he admires me a little bit for being able to play for him, but you've got your own niche, and uh, that was very evident during the interview. Well, yeah, all kinds of weather and, and
0: circumstances too sometimes because sometimes those interviews weren't fun or aren't fun. Anyway... Uh, back to the topic at hand. Uh, you know, uh, press conference today. You know, we haven't even talked about the Odo Higgins factor. I think he's the right guy. He did it successfully a couple of years ago. Uh, I will be interested to see if we get a refocused, more fundamentally sound block out the clutter, just play football up to your ability effort from Florida State this week against BC because he was pretty no-nonsense. No matter what question was asked, the answer was, we're going to focus on Boston
1: College and we're going to represent Florida State on Saturday. Well, I think you have a small sample size, but you saw last time, two years ago, that that was the case. Because again, even if it's interim and even if it's for a short period of time, I'm a big believer that your team takes on some of the personality of whoever's leading them. And we all know Odell, we all love Odell, Uh, we we understand what he stands for, and that is the no-nonsense, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm going to be interested in seeing is they now have an opening, so they can name another coach on the field. Do you bring in Levitt? If you do bring in Levitt, what do you have him do? What's his title? What's his role? If you don't bring in Levitt, why not? Who do you bring in and what do they do? So Odell, with consultations with uh, with Coburn, will make that decision relative to who that is and what their assignment is. And then the second part of it, those that remain, You've got to redouble their efforts relative to keeping the recruiting base. You and I don't get into that much, but there was a decommit a couple of weeks ago, first one in this uh, round of uh, recruits, and Florida State had been known for that, and then it happened. There's been two more recent decommits that I'm aware of, maybe others at the time that we're doing this, and I'm afraid that that's going to be a little bit of the case. Totally natural, I get it. Kids that were committed to Willie don't know who the new guy is may not be willing to stay on that but at the same time we saw when willie came in for kids that he committed to jimbo the ones that he identified that he wanted and he went out back after he was able to keep a majority of those so all that'll play itself out uh, and there's not really much you can do about it fourth time i've used it tommy it is what it is uh and then you evaluate from there so uh some short-term announcements and things whether it's a big splash or not are going to be known We'll find out more when we get up to BC about how the kids show up and how they play, and then we'll uh, find out if there's a decision made this week, next week, or before signing day who the new guy is. One thing is we finish up on the finances,
0: and I will confess that I have not gone back and read all the contracts, but regarding the buyout, there'll be discussions with Coach Taggart. Uh, I don't know that he would agree to less if you gave him a lump sum, sort of like the lottery, but as it's constituted now – Uh, those payments are due over the length of terms of his contract and the same would be true for the other four coaches that have buyouts which are Kendall Bryles, Randy Clements and uh, Ron Dugans and and also uh, Harlan Barnett I say have buyouts have length have years on their contract after this so you'd have to buy them out if you don't retain them same type thing so when you when you talk about what dollars are needed immediately if you just assume that you're paying them over the course of the next few years as per scheduled you're talking about dollars to buy out a new head coach pay a new head coach and his staff which could be another four to seven million on an annual basis but it's not that you need twenty two million today
1: that is true and and I'm sure that discussion will take place again with his financial background you know AD Coburn will talk to Sexton who is um, Willie's agent and you know would you take X instead of Y over a period of time Uh, and to be fair as a reminder You know, Bryles, Clements, and Dugans have two years remaining. Barnett has one year remaining. The other ones are in the last year of their contract. Uh, I think many of us felt it was a foregone conclusion that, that, you know, Barnett would either be gone or in a different role at the end of the year just based on the lack of improvement. At the pace that's needed defensively, so I, I I just I have no clue about what the new person will do from retaining of staff. I, if he's smart, the first thing he'll never consider is getting rid of Odell until Odell wants to leave, and then everything after that's going to be based on who the personality and what they want.
0: And I threw out the number twenty-two just quickly. Seventeen, eighteen is what Willie's owed three million for those four assistants for next year, and then Harlan comes off and another two million. Uh, for the year after that. So that's where I get to the 22. And again, that's just for extracting people currently wearing garnet gold. Doesn't count bringing in anybody new. Uh, One thing that would help, Keith, we really need Comcast to pick up the ACC network so that revenue goes up. Would you agree? I would agree. I would very much agree. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday. Interesting times. Thanks for tuning in to Front Row Knowles First Look.